0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 143. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. The Adamantium podcast is going a little bit country today because we've got Parker McCollum on this week's episode. Parker is one of the hottest acts out of Texas right now, and even though I'm a rock and roll guy, his song Pretty Heart was showing up on a bunch of the playlists I was listening to, so I was pretty stoked to get the chance to pick his brain a little bit. He was here in Toronto doing a Nashville showcase at our Rock and Horse Bar. And I love these types of episodes because I get to learn a few things. I do love country music, but it is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So it's cool getting to speak to people like Parker and learn about his craft and even where he's from and, and the way of life. Because it's obviously quite a bit different from someone like me who's grown up in a big city like Toronto. So thank you to Parker for taking the time to do the podcast. And for our listeners who are new to Parker's music, we're gonna do the Adamantium Recommend segment. And that's where I pick out five songs that I personally recommend. So starting with that song, Pretty Heart, which is on Parker's latest album, Gold Chain Cowboy that came out last year. And also from that album, I recommend the song To Be Loved By You. And then from his 2020 EP, Hollywood Gold, I recommend the songs Young Man's Blues and Like a Cowboy. And then lastly, from his 2017 album, Probably Wrong, I recommend the song Hell of a Year. And that's it. And if you are a Parker McCollum fan that is tuning in to the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. We would absolutely love for you to tune in again sometime. We also have over 100 episodes that you can go back through, of which includes a number of country episodes as well. So if you feel inclined, please do go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium Podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, at The Adamantium, on Facebook, at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter, at Adam R. Harrison. Or you can find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. And at this moment, let's get into today's episode featuring Parker McCollum on episode 143 of the Adamantium podcast. Thank you again so much for joining us. Enjoy the long weekend if you're here in Canada. Enjoy Canada Day on Friday, and if you're down in the United States, enjoy Independence Day on Monday. And then we'll catch you back here next week for a brand new episode. Enjoy, everyone. God bless and be safe. Alright, so we're here with Parker McCollum, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah man, thanks Adam. Yeah, so, um, well we just said first first time in Canada, so what have you, have you got to experience any of
1: Toronto yet?
0: No man, I slept till noon,
1: (laughs) uh, walked and ate lunch and then came here. And you get to
0: spending a couple days here or are you off again tomorrow? Yeah,
1: we leave tonight, we're in Bethel, New York tomorrow night. Okay, so so quick
0: stop, but um, we'll have to have you back again, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. Um, let's uh, let's start a little bit with uh, with the new music. Mm-hmm. I think that's always a good place to start. So, third album released about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that being, you know, it's, it's your third album overall. But other than that being your first on a major label, tell me how how did that album how was it different for you? How did, how did you grow? as a songwriter in those three, four years it took you to put that album together?
1: Man, I don't know, I wrote that, I wrote it wasn't even three or four years, it, I wrote it in probably a year. Um, it was kind of strange, you know, most of it, like we recorded that record through COVID, so it was a pretty unconventional right. process, mm-hmm. it was kind of pieced together. Now, did you guys get to Record in the same room at least, or was it? Yeah, one we were all like, yeah we okay. were all together and all that, but um, you know it was different studios and kind of thrown together. At sometimes it was just different. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like we patched it together and had a record, uh, and we came out of COVID and needed and you know label wanted a record, so we put it out and, and it did really well. Um, it's been noticeably different on the road, man. Much bigger venues, mm-hmm. selling a lot more tickets since that record came out. Um, but man, it was uh, I don't know I, I don't know if I even thought about the growth as a songwriter for, okay. for that record um, I just kind of wrote it and, and that was it, I guess that's how I did the first two as well um, and so almost done with this next record hopefully it'll be out Sometime, Another your fourth, yeah. Sometime by the okay. end of the year, maybe beginning of next year. Very so, nice. It's pretty. It's getting close to being complete. Okay. And what what
0: has been? Has there been a focus to this album? Um, now having you know a little bit more. Now being back on the road.
1: Yeah, a um, lot. The, it, it seems like there's more road songs certainly than the last record. Yeah. Um, a lot of songs about going somewhere, always leaving that kind of thing, um, which seems to be a reoccurring theme when I'm writing songs for a long time now. um but it's uh, I don't know, man. It's it kind of feels like we found our groove on this record. Um, band mm-hmm. feels really really good. Um, written some really cool songs for it. Um, so hopefully a couple of them will pop off.
0: Was it was it trickier to kind of get that motivation being like not being able to tour and play
1: shows like it being yeah.
0: during the pandemic? Like
1: no, it was just kind of weird. I mean, I hadn't you know I'd been on the road pretty much year round since mm-hmm. I was like twenty two, twenty three. Um, and so I think it was actually good that I, I mean, I didn't really even play guitar Mm -hmm. the whole time during the pandemic. I did a little bit here and there, but I wasn't, you know, really focusing Mm -hmm. on writing songs or anything during the pandemic. I was just kind of enjoying the time off and not worrying about being a songwriter or Mm -hmm. next show I had to play or whatever. It was kind of, I think it was really good to have a year to just walk away from it. Yeah, I've heard
0: both ways. Like both people, some people have said, you know, it was great. I never had that time to sit and focus yeah. as much as I did in that year. And other people are like, I just wanted to be out there. <laughs> yeah, there was
1: there was certainly it was kind of a double edged sword. I mean, yeah, it of was course. missing the road a lot. Um, we had our first song go to country radio. That was yeah, like the same week the world shut down. So we had our number one platinum, was double was platinum say. selling song, and didn't play a show pretty, the entire time. Yeah, pretty hard. So yeah, that was, my, that
0: was actually one of my next questions yeah. was you have this song, it blows up, mm-hmm. you know, top, tops tops the charts in in the U S. at least, and You can't you
1: can't really get out there and and play it. It was really bizarre. Um, But you know, when we came out of COVID, the crowds were way bigger, the venues were way mm -hmm. bigger, and that song really did a lot for us. It was just so strange to not play a show the entire time that that song was so big. So yeah, um, kind of a maybe the hold the record for the highest charting song with the least number of shows played ever. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> in said calendar year yeah I wonder I wonder if there's a statistic for that it from certainly 2020 would be yeah, argument, you'd be in there okay um one interesting thing I read about that song was that you had been um sitting on some you had you had put some of those lyrics mm-hmm. you'd had them in your back pocket for even a few years yeah what made you realize this is this is the time for, for
1: man I I had just forgotten about it um and uh I was kind of, I think I was scrolling through my Instagram, like some super old posts from several years mm-hmm. ago. And I'd found a video of me singing this melody in this line. What does that say about me? I could love somebody like you. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so good. I was like, how did I forget about that? And uh, I was with my buddy, Randy Montana. And I was like, man, I found this thing. It's old. I don't even know what it is. But you mm-hmm. know, maybe we could try to kind of chase it. And uh, we wrote it really quickly. It was only, I mean, it was less than two hours. And, and the song was done. And I remember thinking that we had kind of missed the ball. Okay. And then we kind of ruined the idea. Um, and then uh, I didn't think much of the song and went in the studio and cut it, and the label heard it and loved it and wanted to take it to radio. And uh, I was, it was actually when I was singing uh, vocals on it when mm-hmm. we were in the studio, I kind of came around, and I was okay. like, this song's a lot better than I thought it was. You thought, All right. Funny um, how
0: life works that way, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and
1: it's, it's easily the biggest song we've ever had. So Yeah, Wow. I mean, that's a great story. I had I mean, a whole it's... record called Probably Wrong,
0: so... There you go. <laughs> yeah, seems to be correct. All right, there you go. Maybe you should make... You should find... Do you, have you gone back again? Scroll through other old posts? and yeah, is Are there I any mean, other I,
1: gems in here that... You know, those things, those melodies and, and stuff like that kind of stick around for a while. Every time I pick up the guitar, it mm-hmm. seems... I'll kind of stumble across one of them just naturally, and I'll be like, man, I, I forgot about this. I'll yeah. start kind of playing it again, then I'll go back and try to find a recording of it or whatever, and... Uh, sometimes they turn out to be pretty hard, and sometimes they're yeah. garbage. So,
0: did you work on that one with John? John, yeah, John
1: Randall produced that track. Yeah,
0: okay. So I, I wanted to ask you, tell me about working with John in the last few years, because I'd read that uh, at first the label didn't didn't want you guys working together. Or Man, I, and then... I don't
1: know if they didn't want us working together. I just don't know if they really knew um, that we could achieve. Um, kind of what the end all goal was okay Um, we didn't know each other um he didn't know me so we just had a co-write together one day and obviously i knew who he was and had had so much respect for him and admiration and i knew i wanted to produce my record and i think they kind of wanted me to lean towards maybe a little more um current producer at the time okay and uh, try to have this newer kind of polished sound and i didn't really want to do that i really wanted to kind of Keep doing what I was doing and mm-hmm. really being control creatively. And John Randall was kind of my um, sidekick in that. He really understood where I was coming from, and where I was trying to go, and how to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, organically, um, and he man, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he's one of the most talented people to ever right step foot I mean, in you Nashville, argue Tennessee. With that, yeah. Um, so he just, I mean, it's I feel like it's taken us uh, a couple trips in the studio to kind of find the, the real direction and sound that we were going mm-hmm. for. Um, or even find a sound to go for. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he's just been amazing and kind of holding my hand through the whole process and um, super patient and, um, you know, he's always open to my ideas, and he's usually right. His ideas are usually better. Um, (laughs) But, man, I I love working with him. Man, He's just so talented. Well, it seems like, too, a lot of your influences are kind of
0: like those, the old school... Yeah, uh, I mean, America we both grew Conigues. up on yeah. yeah,
1: real songwriters and mm-hmm. and uh, you know some of the the guys that kind of paved the way for everybody. So, I mean,
0: he could probably understand then where you're coming from better than maybe someone. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a modern. he's
1: a real talent man, real songwriter, mm-hmm. um, unbelievable player. You know, just a fantastic singer, um, so talented. So, you know, getting in a room with someone like that mm-hmm. is is uh, it's it, probably nine times out of ten you're gonna like what comes out. Of right,
0: it. cool. Um, one of the songs that grabs my attention a lot is, is "Young Man's Blues" mm-hmm. um, because it's it is a little bit different. Rather than it being like a, you know, a lost love or something like that, it's it's a love for your hometown mm-hmm. almost, and um, kind of like the hardship of moving on. And so, tell me a little bit what you were feeling when you wrote that song.
1: Yeah, I think I was just having a little trouble kind of growing up and uh, kind of taking the next step in life. Really mm-hmm. it's kind of a cliche way to put it, but it's really accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd had the the title Young Man's Blues and, and kinda sat on that for a little while trying to figure out what that really was and, and it's you know, I think every every young man probably goes through that where some mm-hmm. people never go through it and they never get there and some people get there really young and everybody's kinda on their own time and on their own schedule with that, um, growing up in general. So, um it was kinda me looking in the mirror and saying you know mm-hmm. it's, you've had, you know, you've been a kid for a long time it's probably time to not mm-hmm. be a kid all the time right and, uh, <laughs> so young man's blues kind of just fell out
0: yeah it's kind of uh, you know especially with someone with a, like a, a budding music career that that you're having at the time too like the excitement of moving on to something bigger mm-hmm. but leaving leaving home too yeah and just so.
1: trying to handle your business man act like a grown man and, Right, and uh, that's a that can kind of be a intimidating thing when mm-hmm. there's so much on the line, life's moving so fast, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that was kind of the good thing about COVID. It kind of forced me to sit at home and mm-hmm. slow down for once and think about everything and really kind of look at where I was. And um, young know, man's blues came out of that very cool. There's uh, there was one particular line
0: I or part of the second verse that I really liked, and it was the couple lines that say, Don't want to say goodbye, but it's time, I guess. Uh, next time I drive by, hope it hurts a little less. Mm-hmm. Growing up ain't ain't all it's cracked up to be. And that's that's kind of a line that, that stuck out. It was actually while I was listening to the song, it was that line that made me go back
1: oh, and re-listen wow. to the song a couple times. Yeah, now. I mean, that's that's really, I was trying to paint a picture of driving by the house I grew up in mm-hmm. when I was a kid and, uh, and how attached I am to that place. And, um, you know, my parents split when I was eight. We moved out of that house when I was, like, 14, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, I just, it's always kind of been somewhere I've always tried to go back to when writing mm-hmm. songs, and, and my mind goes there a lot, so uh, trying to paint that picture of, you know, I, every time I'm in my hometown, I always go drive by it. Yeah. And, uh, Is the
0: house still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. still
1: there. And, and, uh, you
0: know the people who live in it now? Or? No, I okay. don't.
1: Um, I got to go in it one time. Um, the people that own it's, uh, I guess I don't know them personally, but their granddaughter was a friend of a friend of mine, and they mm-hmm. were having a, you know, a party there one night or whatever, and we went over and walked through the house, and feel, everything was the exact same. Really, way. eh? And uh, it was it was really cool, man, and, and uh, I just you know I've always tried to kind of put that in a song, and Young Man's Blues is kind of where it finally came yeah. out.
0: Wow, that's cool. I it's funny, it's like I maybe I related too because my where i the house i grew up in got demolished and turned mm-hmm. into a series of townhouses oh shit so now when i walk by it kind of like you know i kind of it's now it's almost like that memory is fading because yeah. i can't see it anymore you know yeah and, and it's just so, so
1: weird how attached you are to somewhere yeah like something that. like yeah and you'll never get it back
0: yeah and like where we moved was a lot better and mm-hmm. stuff but it's like you know it's all your memories were yeah. were from there yeah um this year, too, you've won, you know, a couple of major awards mm-hmm. um, and just played in front of a, a crowd of, like, 70,000. Mm-hmm. Were these, well, you know, were these new experiences for you? What, what, what was that like, kind of, like, hitting that high?
1: Yeah, the, the awards were cool just because you watched the show. The right. Award shows your whole It'll life. Up, yeah. And you always kind of dream about being on them, and then all of a sudden you are, Yeah. are, um, you know, walking around backstage, getting ready for life. TV yeah, yeah, performance, the whole deal was really cool to finally experience. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Houston Rodeo sold out 70-something thousand people was, you know, that was, like, what I wanted from the time I was a little kid was yeah. to play NRG Stadium and sell it out. Um, and so to finally, like, to think about those things for so long and work so hard towards them and to actually get to, yeah you know, achieve the, after the something, goal.
0: Yeah, after something like that, you've hit that that goal of what does it take, like, when that's over— like how long does it take to come off that that high? You know, man, like, it's quick. Yeah, yeah, it's quick. It's so when over. you get off that stage, what like does reality hit you real fast or? Does yeah, I it mean, feel it's just like...
1: like what's next? Yeah. Eh? Yeah, um, it's kind of driving the idea behind this next record title, okay? Um, which is I'm thinking is going to be never enough. I'm not certain on that yet, mm-hmm. but um, it's just, it just I don't know. I guess I thought winning those awards and playing the selling up NRG Stadium mm-hmm. was going to like. Make me feel some type of way, right? And it just didn't. Well, there's afterwards. A, there's a
0: I always find too with the with ambitious people. You know, you have your goals, but when you reach them, it's kind of not like you're still not satisfied. Yeah. You know, there's always that.
1: Yeah, the next mountain. Th- that the next mountain to and climb, that, and that yeah. sets in really quickly. Um, yeah, like the next day. hmm You wake up and, and it's like okay, like okay, it's done. Yeah, What's it's not next? like You get to yeah. retire or run right. Off right in the sunset. Like yeah. you're just getting started. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of a weird mental game I play with myself, of course, because um, you feel so you, you just feel so accomplished in the moment, and mm-hmm. then it's it's over and it's gone, and yeah, it's so quick to moving on to what's next. It's funny I was
0: watching um,
1: David Letterman's.
0: He has that that Netflix show that he does yeah. where he interviews, and he had one with Billie Eilish, and he asked a similar question. Now that she's like headlining all these festivals, mm-hmm. she went to as a kid or whatever. And she was the same thing. She's like, yeah, maybe like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then you're back down to reality. And yeah. it's, it's like you would think, you know, for the average person, you probably think you're riding that high for yeah. weeks afterwards, you know. But, yeah. It's and, and
1: especially, you know, if you got something going on in your life or whatever, personal problems mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Right. Those those, those are st- still there when you get off that stage. Still there when you yeah. walk off stage. So yeah. um, it's uh, the old saying, never believe your own legend is, right. is incredibly important to remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what about, like, I've heard, you know, that jump from performing in front of 10,000 people to 70,000 people, like now a stadium full of people. What's like, what is, for you, what's important? How do you, how do you interact with that big an audience?
1: Man, it it was, it was pretty overwhelming, honestly. Mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, usually, I don't ever really get nervous. Every now and then I will, um, and, uh. But, I mean, it's usually okay. A couple songs in, you know, you're settled in, you're back to doing your thing, mm-hmm. and, and it's really comfortable. Um, but that particular show, just the whole hour show, I could never really gather myself. It was so overwhelming. It, yeah, it's hard to fathom that yeah, many people. Yeah, it's Cause just... Because you can
0: probably only see the faces of the first few rows, you know? Like, and,
1: and just to think about it. Yeah. It so long, so many, so long from the time I was a little bit yeah. of a kid, thinking about playing that show, and, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in that moment, and you're thinking about the fact that you're in that moment mm-hmm. um it's kind of like an out-of-body experience did almost. it come back to you those days like as a kid going to that yeah i, th- I thought about it the whole time and, yeah and uh i just it was so overwhelming um and there's so many people on the stage just rotating you're out in the middle of the stadium and mm-hmm. um it's just it's so much to take in mm-hmm. um, you know focusing is not even an option it's just kind of you're just kind of going you on autopilot yeah mode, really. Right. um while trying to enjoy it and not just zoom through it, so, that's the other thing. Yeah, uh, it's a lot, man. I think yeah. uh, we'll probably. I think we'll play it again next year, and and uh, probably that's pretty be cool. a little more in control. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man.
0: Um Yeah, I've heard like even people like, you know, I, I did an interview with the Goo Goo Dolls, and I was like, when you guys put out Iris, mm-hmm. like you were the, the hottest band in the world. Yeah. You know, do you remember any of that like 5 years and they're like to be honest, no. It was yeah. just such yeah. life just happened so, so fast, fast that yeah. they're like, you know, that was one thing that I've heard a number of people say is like I wish I just took a step back.
1: Yeah. and I'm really try like to enjoy with the that moment. I Man, when you when you go to 120 cities. Yeah, in right. A year. How do you it's uh, so much stuff runs together. Um, yeah, it's like been there,
0: but I didn't really see anything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, you just,
1: and it's just, it's just uh, everything's so fast in life already, mm-hmm. and you're moving even faster than that. Um, it's just hard to, you know, you're just really trying to hang on. Mm-hmm. When we were, uh, you know, we were talking about ambition, and, you know, uh,
0: like uh, I'm a rock and roll guy, and they say that, you know, you got to go to L.A., you got to go to New York to make a name for yourself, and I read somewhere you had said, you know, I could stay in Texas and do Texas the rest of my life like mm-hmm. go to Nashville and write pop country songs or whatever but it's not exactly it's not really what you wanted for yourself Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit tell me go, expand a little bit on that like what 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 are your goals for, for your music and how how is your music a little you know Man, unique to you
1: yeah I think just trying to stay in the test of time is really the ultimate goal mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of I feel like a lot of songs and you know you hear a lot of bands that are big for a little while and then you don't hear from them again or whatever, and I think, you know, that kind of shows mm-hmm. that how hard it is to stand the test of mm-hmm. time with your songs and and uh, the career that you build. And so that's really the the biggest thing for that. I felt if I wanted to do that, I had to go sign a major record deal mm-hmm. and get on the biggest stages and and try to take that on. I mean, that's a time does not play, mm-hmm. and most people do not get to. Uh, have 20, 30, 40 year careers Right. Um, the vast, vast majority uh, of bands and artists do not get to do that and mm-hmm. so that's really the kind of the driving force behind all mm-hmm. that. Is um, you know you get one shot so you might as well swing as hard as I you swing can swing as hard as you can
0: yeah I mean it's, it's kind of like again another double edged sword like you can throw up music on SoundCloud and it can yeah. blow up on TikTok and you can be famous in a day but you know, you could be a flash in the pan.
1: Yeah, yeah. and how do you stand yeah. the test of time, and Build a yeah. career.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what about when you come? Like, so today you're here doing this Nashville showcase in Toronto. What about like, have you thought about you know the Canadian market and or, or do you ever get nervous? Say like coming to a place. Like Toronto, you know your music kills in, in Texas. You know, in Toronto half half the people here have never done a, a hard day's labor in their life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they haven't worked outside a day in their life. You know, do you ever uh, come and get nervous that people don't resonate the same way as, as like back home?
1: No, not really. Okay. Um you know, I think when you get up on stage, this is kind of the cool thing about music is when mm-hmm. someone opens their mouth to sing a song it's like instantly you either believe it or you don't right they either got it Mm -hmm. they have your attention or they don't right Um, it's like instant you know Mm -hmm. um and so i always try to remember that you know i mean you're everybody is going to have some sort of preconceived notion as soon as they look at you Mm -hmm. um and so as long as you just sound really really good Mm -hmm. um you know and they and they believe it you know no matter what walk of life you're from or whatever most people are going to some sort of admiration or respect for, for what you do for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they may not be their thing; they may not vibe with it, but you know they'll probably be like. Well, music is a form of storytelling. Yeah, you know? certainly. And, yeah.
0: and whether it's a story that's similar to yours or not, then you can still appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't watch a movie that's exactly like your own life. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, it, it, and it's yeah.
1: in the uh, you know coming to Canada. I've never been here. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know nothing about Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. I just assume nobody. Probably. Well, there's a
0: big, huge country market here in Canada. Yeah. But I mean, just us like, specifically, yeah. I,
1: I would have to say we, we probably couldn't sell 100 tickets up here um, and anywhere in Canada. So um, it's kind of nice to come and so be starting an over and start yeah. something small and uh, and feel that again. You mm-hmm. know, walk on stage and these people really don't know you or have never seen you. Does that feel like a a challenge to
0: you? Like these are some, this is a group of people. Now I got to win over.
1: Man, it just, it's just kind of nice to feel it again. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get, you have success and, and you kind of get used to selling everything out and -hmm. and doing that thing. And that's kind of the way it goes. And, and you know, you're kind of making it a little bit. And so you come somewhere like this and it's really nice. You feel like, you know, stepping on stage for the first time Mm -hmm. again, almost. Does this
0: feel like? You know, I mean, like I said, we've only, you've only been here a day, but does it feel like a
1: like a foreign country for you? Uh, you know, not really. Okay. I don't think it feels like a foreign country. Um, a little bit. I saw some French on one on a roadside. Okay. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that people up here mm-hmm. spoke French. Apparently, yeah. that's a big deal. But um, no, I mean, it just you know, like I said, you go to 120 cities in a year. Everything kind of runs together. Right, it bleeds together. Um, yeah. And so you know, there'll be a few shows out of the year that really stick with you um and i would not be surprised if tonight turned out to be one of those cool what um
0: what are some of your you know like you said those few that stick out what are some like places you always look forward to going back to
1: um places i always look forward to you know i love colorado Mm. Um, we do really well have you done red rocks no we're playing in august amazing Um, yeah and then uh, it's on my bucket list too john stewart i wonder if that's the real john stewart um and uh you just got a message from john stewart no someone calling me it says john stewart (laughs) i wonder if that's the real one yeah um but no it's uh
0: i mean if it is don't blow off john stewart no (laughs) no, it'd be fine
1: um but yeah there's there's certainly places you look forward to going um you know i love to play in colorado love to play on the east coast like um in the carolinas yeah yeah really like playing the carolinas um And then uh, it's always fun, you know, when you're up in New York or Boston or whatever. Those are always cool cities to hop off Mm -hmm. the bus. just so different from everywhere else you go to. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, it's kind of funny. You know, some nights the the shows you think maybe aren't going to hit the hardest typically surprise Mm -hmm. you and end up being the... Your favorite shows of the year. So um, it's, uh, you try not to think about it too much. Mm -hmm. You You want to give everything you got every single night, regardless of where you are. Sometimes it's those like
0: small, tiny towns that give you the best energy. Yeah, sometimes it's the, you know, you play some
1: county fair in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere and. 12,000 people show up like, yeah. where do they come they're from just excited they're excited to be yeah, there yeah
0: they're so stoked to see whereas like places like New York Toronto wherever, people are spoiled with yeah, they co- see live music all the, time. All the yeah. time yeah yeah like and I've always said Toronto like you can go every, out every night of the week and see s- someone you've heard of before yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool man um, and kind of going back to what we were talking about like with relating, anyways, like especially one thing that comes from music, whether you're from here, there, or anywhere, you know, you can always relate to, a, you know, a story of heartbreak or you yep. know falling in love, and and um, that seems to be a lot, a lot, a lot of your experience comes from too.
1: Yeah, I mean, those have always kind of been my favorite kind of songs, right? You know? Sad country love songs about yeah, everything yeah. going terribly wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so I really enjoy writing them. I've tried to get away from it a little bit, just okay. to not, you know beat a dead horse over and over again, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I just always seem to come back to them. Those are my favorite songs. Well,
0: that's usually where the heart goes the most,
1: right? Yeah, and and people, I think those are kind of, most of the time, the songs that stand the test of time. Yeah. You know, the ones that people, it really made them feel something, Mm -hmm. so it's it's a very real thing.
0: Very cool. Um, It seemed to me, like, from when I was reading your bio and stuff, George Strait was kind of like the guy for Mm -hmm. you guys growing up, like, in your household. Tell me a little bit what resonated the most with George's music for you.
1: Yeah, you know, I just heard his music so much. It was the first, you know, Amarillo by Morning is the first song I can really remember just being like obsessed with um, and like obsessed with the melody Mm -hmm. Um, and it's such a signature you know, fiddle lick at the beginning of it Um, and something that resonated and identified with so heavy at such a young age. What age do you think he would have been? Man, I had to have been like seven. Really? Yeah, probably seven years and old. Did you
0: know, like around that, like at that age? No, even, like not at all. I, I just, that's, yeah. I just
1: knew that. You know, I didn't even really think about it then. I thought about. It, I remember thinking about it a little bit, being like, you know, I really like melodies and, and really am attached to ones that I, that I like. Um, but George was just kind of the first of that for me, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, he's his his brand and the way he's built his career and. So well respected and mm-hmm. and has such great songs that so many songs that have stood the test of time. Um, you know, I always he was always kind of the standard for me, kind mm-hmm. of the blueprint. Um, there will never be another one of him. That's a one time thing. He is the king. Um, and uh, and so I think you know you're never, you're never trying to be the next George Strait, but um, certainly you
0: can still draw inspiration. Yeah, certainly from, try to
1: to yeah. walk that same line and and uh, have that long of a career and have that much success.
0: Um, you know they say you should never meet your heroes, and I believe you have met George Strait. Yes. tell me about what that experience was like.
1: Uh, that was that was cool, Did man. It. it wasn't you know anything too in depth. It was it was both times were pretty quick. And hey, how you doing? Thanks okay. for playing. And uh, he's always been super sweet, and you know always you know here you're doing well. Keep crushing it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's all I really wanted to be. I don't. Never, I would never really want to. It's know almost him. hard to yeah. Yeah, what just do you such say,
0: a, but beyond, you know,
1: It's <laughs> like something I've always chased yeah. so much as an artist, um, and it's kind of like a, you know, like when you're a kid, you know, you believe in superheroes, mm-hmm. you know, and then you grow up and you go to Disney World and you realize that they're just adults wearing costumes, right? Um, <laughs> it's kind of trying to preserve mm-hmm. the way you looked at it when you were a kid. And this like magical, mystical figure mm. that you know probably really doesn't even exist. And so I would like I've just always try to kind of keep that mm-hmm. him as that in my mind. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think knowing him personally or, or being real close with him would would kind of spoil the right. You know what I've been chasing for so long. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it sounds like you know obviously music was a big influence in your household mm-hmm. and I think I I think I'd seen that you know you had some siblings too that also mm-hmm. write music and stuff do you you know if you are unsure of a song do you ever use them as like a go to
1: um yeah I see my, my, my to, like, brother you, yeah. my older brother's a great songwriter he's really the one that you know started playing guitar writing songs and kind of got me into it when i was super young and um, you know, when I was a kid, I was always trying to write songs to impress him. Like okay. Songs that he would think older brother would, then. Yeah, okay. and uh, um, and so you know, as I've gotten older, I've kind of gotten out of that. Um, but I, I send him songs all the time. You mm-hmm. know, I write something, and but I just don't care as much if he likes. Gotcha. it. Gotcha. But, in, but you know, if you, know, I
0: don't know. what I mean is, if you're like you know, you've written a song, you're like, ah, oh, I'm not sure if I like this, or there's something missing. Would would you? No, I, I always know, be your, man. I, you I, know, eh? yeah, That's, I know
1: if I like it or if I don't. Okay, um, and. Uh, and so I always kind of live and die by that, and I think that's how he should be. Because um, mm-hmm. if you like it, you're proud of it. That's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. If it has big success, be awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really look for his approval near as much anymore. I certainly mm-hmm. want him to, you know, still like what I'm putting out. He's such mm-hmm. a hard nosed songwriter, and and uh, you know, really. Um, really just kind of has a great appreciation for great songwriting so i always try to mm-hmm. you know hopefully i have that ab- admiration from him and respect from him um but i don't seek it out near as much as i did when yeah. i was a kid
0: were your folks uh musicians at all
1: or? no not at all he was so you and your brother
0: were kind of yeah. uh like first generation yeah. of uh, going after yeah music he just
1: he kind of had a weird knack for songwriting at a young age and was mm-hmm. drawn to really talented songwriters, some of the the, the all-time great songwriters of <clears throat> of the last several decades, and he got into them and was super, they studied them super hard at such a young age, and I just kind of had no choice. Yeah. It was kind of funneled down to me, and, um, you know, I, I identified with it r- big time, and um, just kind of w- those were the guys I wanted to be like
0: what when did you realize I can kind of make a, a you know a career out of this or make a swing for
1: man it? i I feel like I always from the time I was a little kid I was just kind of would watch music videos or see a concert or whatever and I'd be like, I know I can do that okay I just knew yeah. that I could do it um I didn't do it for a while probably till I was seventeen sixteen seventeen I' kind of started to play a show here and there or whatever and um yeah just always remember thinking that, that you know, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very good right now, but I think it could get really You're good. Right? Yeah, and so it's just been pretty much a decade, mm-hmm. you know, that I've been... What? So
0: what was, like, what was your s- s- stepping stone for, like, coming from a small town? Mm-hmm. Where did you realize you had to get to, or...
1: Austin, Texas, was Austin, really the place. Huge, yeah, it was, like, the closest yeah, music scene. Huge music hub there. Yeah, it was, like, the closest place to me that... Um, I was like, man, I think I could go there and meet other songwriters and meet right. guys that wanted to start a band, and that was kind of my thought process. And um, I didn't want to go to college; I just wanted to move there and and show everybody that mm-hmm. you know I was right and that I could do it and prove everybody wrong. And um, so, ten days after I graduated high school, I moved to Austin and um, been trying to do it ever since. Also, just a
0: super cool city. To be yeah, it's in. dope, yeah. man, and
1: it's just humongous now. Yeah. I kind of got there the last little bitty bit. That it was still kind of a cool, right? Small city now, it's like massive. Yeah. So, the last yeah. 10 years, it's just gone. I nah, a few years
0: back. I saw Shaky Graves at yeah. Stubbs. Yeah, yeah, great show! Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, anyways, so actually, I want to ask, what's uh, the finger? Is there a yeah, story behind that, a good one? or? No,
1: I broke my finger catching a football oh. and uh, tore the tendon off the bone, so oh, I've got geez. to wear this goofy little thing for eight weeks. I've got my buddy Will Knack. Is that your strumming hand or your picking hand? Picking hand. Oh, no. So I've got my buddy Will Knack from Blue October who's on tour this oh, for two Blue, months. Wicked Yeah, wicked playing acoustic too. guitar for me for two months nah, on tour. I had Justin
0: on once. Yeah. Cool, those guys are wicked. Uh, yeah,
1: Will, our, uh, the guy that's playing rhythm acoustic for me mm-hmm. tonight on tour is... Um, um, plays a Blue October full time so. cool mm-hmm. yeah they're a wicked band yeah they're really good yeah um,
0: cool man well um, we're gonna have to have you back I mean we have Boots and Hearts here every I don't know if you've heard but that's our big country music festival okay.
1: if so, tonight goes well there I'm you sure go Ali get, get working
0: on it <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. yeah <laughs> so when is that in July August. normally August there First you August. go have you been
1: no, but no. 2023
0: plans. we coming there you go there you go well Parker man it's been great having you Thanks, on the Dad. show yeah, and, I appreciate uh, it man. Yeah, kill it tonight. Thank you bro.